a new chapter is born. When we last left our crew of heroes, Dom was enjoying his newfound freedom in Mexico. Letty was presumably rotting in a prison cell. Mia was mending a broken heart. And Brian was returning to his life as a cop. Or was he? If taking risks is a sign of greatness to come, then perhaps Brian O'Connor is the greatest of them all. He drives fast, albeit backwards. He stares down what he wants, and he takes it. He laughs in the face of adversity, and shouts, How do you like them apples? And he appears to have left the law behind, in pursuit of the comfort and security of houseboat life. He has his eyes on the future. The past may not be done with him yet. An old bro arrives, as well as an old boss, and Brian will be forced to ask himself, is he taking a proper path in life? Or has he made these decisions too fast, too furious? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Reactionaries podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Good. So if this is your first time listening to us, this is the Reactionaries podcast where we watch bad action movies, ideally ones where one of us has never seen it before, and then we talk about it because that's exactly what the internet needs, more movie podcast. So last week, um, if you want to check out uh, your feed of choice, we watched The Fast and the Furious. Um, we're going to go ahead and be watching Too Fast, Too Furious this week. If this is your first episode, go back one in your feed of choice. You will have the pre-action to this where Joe and I yesterday talked about the trailer to Too Fast and Too Furious. So that's how we kind of do it. Talk about the trailer, give you a little taste, and then we talk about the movie itself. Go ahead and uh, rate and review wherever you found us. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, give us some some boost, tell your friends. Go ahead and hit subscribe. We're going to be getting you two episodes a week, every week. It's going to be the pre-action on Sunday and the actual reaction to the movie on Monday. So pre-action is about a half hour, and then this one's going to be about an hour and a half, two hours. So Joe... Yeah. You ready to talk Too Fast, Too Furious, bruh? Dude, dude, yeah. Great intro, cuz. So, yeah, yeah. Let's talk Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, Released in 2003, uh, directed by John Singleton. We get our second director in as many movies, which is a hallmark of a great franchise. Joe, Um, Bob Cohen bounced. Yeah, he's done. (laughs) He wants no more to do with this. He started on Too Fast, Too Furious and was like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Am I crazy? This is career suicide. I'm going to go do Triple X. We get pretty much a complete overhaul of characters, but they all kind of take on the roles of like different, like the people they replaced in the last movie. So we kind of have like Brian as the new Dom. Yep, I Uh, have that in my notes. Is Brian the new Dom? Yeah. And then Roman, I guess, is the new Brian. Kind yeah, of. That, he's I also mean, got like a little bit of Vince in him. 
that that tracks. Monica's the new Mia. Uh, Luda is the new Ja Rule, but not really because like he's kind of like Dom too. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> I think he runs everything. Joe, here's your first uh, fun fact. Luda was supposed to be Ja Rule, but Ja Rule backed out because they weren't going to pay him enough money. Luda was supposed to be ja, the first Ja Rule. Like, no, it, Ja Rule was supposed to be in Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, I see. I see. And then, they're, and then they, they, they were negotiating, and the dude literally just called up Ludacris and was like, do you want to be in the next Fast and the Furious movie? And he was like, absolutely. And they were like, all right, bye, Ja. <laughs> dude, I could see Ja totally, totally pushing the limits on that because he he did nothing to earn any more mo- money no. in this next movie no he made 15k one five and then they were gonna offer him 50k for just a small role and um that's when ludo was starting to blow or uh J- jaw rule was starting to blow up and right before ludo was getting huge so ludo was like i'll do it shoot yeah. ludo's on the rise at that yeah point. ludo's on the rise at this point like he's he's uh like active fool is in this movie like that's kind of when he starts to to rise up to become a big star and actually the fast and furious movies kind of help that because he's he's around for a while for uh, sure for Luke sure is. so his name yeah he's got tej which is tej yeah but i'm just gonna call him luda through my notes because i don't like the name tej yeah you ready for another fact tej, oh wait wait, wait. there's jet backwards that's all tej is jet well there you go uh <laughs> <laughs> so um uh and then we have carter who is basically the new tran but like yes. more developed Yes. Um, so we got Tyrese Gibson, uh, and he is pretty much only in the Fast and the Furious movies, according to his IMDb. And uh, the Lady Gaga video for um, Telephone. Well, yes, he does music videos, too. Yes. Which he was in a Monica music video. He was in Hang With Monica! <laughs> yeah, but Monica was also a singer for people who don't yes weren't born in the 80s um, all i know from is the boy's mine with brandy yes well he was also in a brandy music video so there oh we go my god is he the boy he might be the boy he actually might be the boy we might oh have to look god. that up uh, oh one more thing before we dive into the movie uh the very first movie first fast and the fierce movie cost 38 million to make it's okay. pretty low budget and it made 144 million and it finished 12th in 2001 and that movie that season was actually jam-packed with a lot of good movies like it had the first lord of the rings it had like a mummy movie it had like other just a bunch of like blockbusters in 2001 so it held its own against some some big competition for sure as like a new franchise that starts with a low budget yeah second movie they double the budget they pump it up to 76 mil and it only made 127 mil so (laughs) <laughs> that profit margin sunk by a half well it's because they actually like destroyed cars in this one yes yeah i think that's and, where a lot of the money came from or went yeah, to probably they destroy a lot of cars in this movie and then um it finished 15th uh in a pretty weak year uh and just to give you a sense of how weak 2003 was bruce almighty finished fifth classic Huge, which is huge, huge movie, Bruce Almighty, humongous movie, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll dive uh straight into this. Um, okay, so we open with a street race. No, Joe, we open with the logistics team setting up a street race, <laughs> true. Yes, <laughs> the uh, the uh, street race. Yes, the road closures and, yes. and the, the blocking of stuff. The real uh, heroes behind the Fast and the Furious movies. The hopped up trucks that yes. drive around with like these fake roadblock signs. And then we get, uh, we get a healthy dose of cars and women. Mm-hmm. 
the, uh, the Fast and Furious staple scene. Just staples. Yeah, yeah. Just just look at all these cars. Look at all these women. Yep. All dressed scantily. Uh, tons of spectators. Literally hundreds. Like for a covert operation, there are just so many witnesses to this. Um, we get some break dancing. We get mm-hmm. some speaker enthusiasts show, showing off their speakers. Uh, Ludacris is in charge of yeah, everything. He's the man. He is the man. And he's not just like Dom, where like people are intimidated by him. Like he's a social being. Like people are like giving him money. He's placing bets. Um, he's calling the shots. But he is threatening people occasionally. Yeah. Um, he's threatened later on in the movie. He's like, if you don't give over your pink slip, we're going to beat the hell out of you, basically. Is you'll, what be eating, you'll be eating your breakfast through a straw. Yeah. Yeah. Out insane like to men three three times his size oh yeah <laughs> two two huge guys are he's threatening them he's like well you're gonna be eaten through a straw it's like are you are you sure about and it's not like he has backup no it's him, he has no it's, backup he has yeah. jeremy or jimmy what's that guy's name oh yeah jimmy the the rapping mechanic <laughs> the rapping asian mechanic and yeah. Suki, and that's it that's his whole yeah. crew that's his crew um we also have some random college kids fighting in this scene yeah unnecessary unnecessarily so anyway then we get the light streams to form the too fast too furious title so they don't waste any time which is amazing nice. 1980s like ghost effects on those light streams yeah they're like whew, whew, whew. it's kind of cool uh but kind of not, not so really. <laughs> we get some women uh dressed super fancy almost like they're going to a club oh man just out in the middle of the street um and then we get an overview of our three racially diverse racers. Uh, so we have, uh, you want to guess what the races are? Gee, uh, <laughs> Joe. Well, we have, I know we have an Asian. We have Suki. We Miss have Asian. And she, uh, she has an all-female crew. Yeah. And they, uh, not all Japanese, but they all say something in Japanese before she races, which is very weird. Because yes. her, her all like, women, yeah. Like they're like culturally Japanese, I guess. Yeah, like, but some when, of them are white, clearly. Yeah. And there's a black woman in there, but it's like Gwen Stefani. Remember when she became like culturally Japanese for a while? Like, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they're like that. <laughs> exactly. And then everyone who just came into her aura became yeah. Japanese. Yeah, they all became Japanese. So that's Suki. Yeah. That's uh, remember Devin Aoki? I said it yesterday, but yes, Devin Aoki. Is, she is... had a moment. So who's who's the other? You remember the other drivers? We got Orange Julius. Who? Orange, you... you looked up the names. Thank you. <laughs> Who is a Hispanic gentleman since they're in Miami? I assume he's Cuban. Yeah, I guess. He's also a misogynist. He just loves grabbing ass and demeaning women. Oh yeah, that was wild. <laughs> and and then we got Slapjack. Slapjack. And his thing is he's black and he has a girlfriend. Yes, that's that's his whole deal. And his girlfriend nags him about rent. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know, if you're struggling to pay rent, maybe you shouldn't be putting up 35K in a street race. Just well, my opinion. Here's the thing. I thought it was 35K, too, because they say three or uh, 35 large, which is 35K. The total does not add up at the end. I cover that. Yeah. But it's it's 3,500 bucks. Because my question was, do these people just have an extra five grand just like sitting around with them? Wait, did they not say 35K? No, they said 35 large. Oh, and that Everybody. means 3,500. Yeah, everybody in the world. Th- I wrote down 35K, question mark. <laughs> like, this is high-stakes street racing, but then it, at the end, it's clear it was 3500 bucks. But they just, okay. yeah. That makes way more sense, because then Luda hands him $10,000 at the end. And I, I'm like, he's like, he has over ten grand here. And I'm like, dude, didn't you just get thirty-five grand a person? <laughs> I was yeah. so confused. He's like, he's like, all right, here's the buy-in. Thirty-five grand. Winner gets ten grand. 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> 
so confusing. Um, so yeah, dude, you got all of these characters right. Good for you. Um, Orange Julius uh, wants to start the race, but Luda says they can't without a fourth racer, which... Uh, so he says, either you find a fourth or you don't race. And I'm thinking there's no way he's not doing this race with this many people who are like jazzed up, like all yeah. fired up to watch a race. Uh, which, plus, which, what does it matter? And that's what I put. I said, why can't you just race with three? Doesn't add anything or detract. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know. So that was strange. Uh, Orange Julius calls Suki a Kaharosita, which means a big box. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he's a misogynist, but at least he's kind of a clever misogynist. He made me look that up uh, on Google Translate. Yeah, that's um, um, that's that's some uh, some character development there from Orange Julius. He's a he's a bilingual misogynist. Bilingual misogynist, exactly. Uh, Luda offers to find a fourth. Turns out it's Brian, and yeah. Brian is living in what looks like a real shitty apartment. But later we find out it's a shitty houseboat. Yeah, it's a houseboat like next to Tej's garage. Because at first I thought he lived in Tej's garage because he's like, you got four minutes. And he's like, I'll be right there. And he's driving his car out of Tej's garage. And I was like, does he live in the garage? Because he lived in the back of the part supply house in the first one. Because remember yeah. the scene with him and Mia? It's in the back of the of the part shop. So I'm like, does this guy ever have a house or does he just live like in garages? Yeah, if Brian is the new Dom, he is not handling his finances as well as Dom. No. <laughs> <laughs> he owns no assets, really. Um, okay, so yeah, there's a great shot of two asses. We're back to the street racing. Yeah, because he calls Brian. Brian's like, I'll be there in no time. Yeah, and sense. then you get a little like a moose-bouche of a, of a street race. Like it's just uh paul walker brian just hauling down the, the down the freeway with the same Correct. cuts and everything as the street race does yeah and so but first before he shows up you get a great shot of two female asses and then two guys appreciating those asses <laughs> and that's the whole scene that's <laughs> yeah. just the whole shot <laughs> and then we get a ridiculous entrance by brian where his car is sparking and <laughs> yeah, smoking. smoking it's Shooting. fucking truckosaurus but it's a it's a coupe, <laughs> which which means he's so the logistics of that. This is a race car. It needs to be as light as possible. But he's like, but I need to put smoke machines in the bumper smoke <laughs> and spark machines. It is an amazing entrance. When you think about this car is supposed to be as light as possible. Nonsensical. Totally yeah. nonsensical. And just absurd. Everyone's like crowding around. Hey, it's Brian. Yeah, Brian. He's, he's clearly no. Dom here. He, he's it's Dom's entrance from the first movie. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, but why is Brian not doing as well as Dom financially? Maybe because he's putting <laughs> so much shit in his car that he doesn't need. Um, Brian then says uh, he pulls up to Luda. He's going to be the fourth racer. It turns to Luda says they got deep pockets. Luda says, yeah, real deep. None of these people look wealthy. None of them. No. One of them, like we said, his his girlfriend's nagging him about the rent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, deep pockets, buddy. And deep deep pockets and uh rent that can't be paid. Yeah. Exactly. Uh okay, so Luda, uh Luda's into Suki. He starts to flirt with her a little bit. He says, Damn Suki, when are you gonna pop my clutch? She says, as soon as you get the right set of tools, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. Also in the that in, in a movie with a lot of bad acting, Devin Aoki there was exceptionally terrible. Ooh, she's the, bad. With the way she passed off the money, it was like, when you get the right set of 
duels and like so like she's never handled money before yeah or or spoken a sentence uh but yeah that doesn't make any sense dude popping the clutch requires your feet not tools just so everyone knows yeah it's uh, yeah and these people are drivers professional driver they drive all the time whatever uh elvira mendez shows up she has absurd hair elvira mendez (laughs) what well, it's her stupid hair, do that. And oh, she yeah, she has that, evil. That she just looks devious, right? Yeah, she sits there with like her arms crossed and her hand close to her face in that way. That the the classic movie scheming look. They're yeah, always villainess or like the Black Widow type. Yeah. Um. So she looks super weird. Um. But anyway, Eva Mendez has a stupid smirk throughout the entire movie, uh, which is weird. She's like smirking all the time. Even when Cole, uh, Cole Hauser says, uh, if you ever touch another man again, I'll kill you. She's like smirking during that. <laughs> so she loves so to weird. smirk. She, she loves, loves to smirk. It's because she's got secrets. It's her go-to. Uh, so we got CGI shitstorm. Oh, just got off. Terrible CGI. Some CGI. Of the, it took me out of the movie, and CGI rarely takes me out of the movie. But it's everywhere in the scene. Motion so blur, um, green screen. It's just the same. It's that same scene. From the first one, it's yeah. just done again. But they make it clear this one is longer than a quarter mile because there's like turns and all that stuff. So I don't have as much problem with it. I think they were like, guys, we can't have a two and a half minute long quarter mile race. Like, don't tell anybody how long it is. Yeah, they're taking their audience a little bit more seriously. And they are kind of shooting the scene a little bit better where they have close ups of eyes, uh, gear shifting again. Lots uh, of gear shifting. So much shifting. Lots of unnecessary Spanish. No, no. Orange Julius, it's very necessary. But some of the other characters are speaking Spanish that are not Orange Julius. They're just shouting in Spanish back and forth. It's Miami. That's how you know it's Miami, buddy. That's Lots right. Lots of Cubans. Yeah. Some kids break into the control room for the bridge, and they lower it. I don't know how they pull that off. There's a, they hit scary. a big button that says, raise bridge enough to make this scene exciting. Right, right. Um, which ends up being, like, the surprise that Luda promised earlier he's like get back everyone i got a big surprise for you and then it's they raise the bridge that's which is absolutely psychotic by the way like he doesn't tell any of the drivers this is gonna happen (laughs) that's a car yeah like orange julius bails on it uh it kills uh slapjack's car uh suki's car damaged well which i we'll we'll get to suki's car as a as a former auto appraiser i have some quibbles with that scene (laughs) okay well i I cannot wait to get to it um okay so suki has pink nas that's my first note from this race of course everything about her is pink her whole car's pink and her little display her little brian heads up display stuff it's it's a video game screen yes it is video games Yep. So they couldn't just make her. At, uh, okay. They they get racist with her later in the movie too. Yeah. Um, but I'll bring it up. So anyway, Brian wins. Suki is excited. Uh, unless you want, do you have anything to say about this race? They make it over the bridge. So Suki's car. They removed the bumper. They put on a uh, rebar, a reinforcement beam that goes behind the bumper of somebody who it looks to be hit a pole, and then nothing else is damaged. Mm-hmm. Her her radiator and condenser are fine. Her radiator support is fine. I don't know what is smoking. Yeah, she's not going to be leaking any fluids. I don't know what is smoking in this car. (laughs) Because usually when it's smoking like that, it's because a belt's rubbing up against something or something is damaged. But the way that she landed, it's it's not 
anything. And what was so lazy about it is they didn't even rip the bumper off. Cause like the fog lamps are unclipped. Like if they had taken the time and just like ripped the bumper off, I would have a lot more respect, but they just detached it. And they're like, okay, this is yeah, the this, corners this. are intact, but just the front is. Yeah. Like... It's really weird. Like the headlight, um, for lack of a better term, headlight holders that go underneath the headlight that the bumper clips into. Um, those are fine as well. And those are like the first things that get damaged when a bumper gets ripped off. And it's yeah, just like shitty plastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, come on guys. Don't be so lazy. <laughs> Um, like if they had smashed, like they could have easily smashed the bottom of the radiator support and then it would have at least been like, okay, something's wrong with this. But they did, they didn't do any of that. They unclipped the bumper. That's all they did. They took the bumper off and they went through the effort to unclip the fog lamps, which killed me. Cause I they didn't like, want to destroy a car unnecessarily, Jeff, as we'd see later in this movie. <laughs> uh, so Brian wins the race. Mm-hmm. Suki is super excited she got second and lost $3,500. Well, I mean, if you do the math, if you do the math, I think she gets her money back. I think that's what it is. Because thirty-five, I didn't know there was a second place here. Well, $3,500 times four is $14,000. And if he only gets $10,000, Suki's got to get $3,500 left. And then um, Ludacris has got to get the the rake, the $500 rake. Okay, well, th- maybe that makes maybe that makes a little bit more sense. Make, makes some sense, but I mean, to risk this, I mean, Slapjack's car is destroyed. Um, Orange Julius had to bail out. This is a very dangerous race that Ludacris is running. Yeah, I don't really understand why anyone would want to do this race. Um, so yeah, uh, we cleared up the math on that. Uh, Luda seduces Suki with body work. He like says, "Hey, come over to my shop so we can yeah. work on that front end." She's like, watch out, or I just might. And he's like, okay. <laughs> just come. <laughs> uh, cops break up the party. They arrest Brian. Now they have Brian in custody. Uh, they have guns that can disable cars. EMP cannons. Grappling hook EMPs. This is amazing. With projectile also, claws. Also, the science on it does not really work. <laughs> <laughs> that, that they would shoot it into the side of the door, and that somehow disables the whole not only that, but later in the movie, they put it and it attaches to the grill of the cop car, which yeah. the grill is plastic covered, like laminated in shiny plastic. Yeah. Yeah. In chrome. That's all. It's just shiny plastic. And then it kills the car. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, what, what's happening here? Why is this <laughs> but, slowing the car down? But the grappling hook EMP is amazing because it kills Brian's car like immediately. Destroys it. And he yeah. gets uh, taken into custody. And those guns come back, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, so we're now we're at the station, at the police station. Bilkins is back. He's baby. back, baby. He's back. And he is working with customs. And a guy, uh, two agents by the name of Markham and Dunn. Dunn, biggest idiot in the world. Yeah, total tool. Doesn't even matter in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the fact that he's going to be like the first guy they try to team up uh, Brian with. Yeah. And, and Brian... This guy is drinking out of the gala. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. So first they introduce Carter Verone, uh, who is a big time importer, exporter, and our primary villain of this mm-hmm. film. Uh, he's the biggest in the state, apparently, super rich. And he moves money back and forth to South America from uh, for drug cartels. Yeah. He's, he's their money launderer. Um, okay. So uh, the customs agent... Oh, we find out that they have a customs agent undercover, but we mm-hmm. don't know who 
he or she is. Yes, we do. Uh, I mean, yeah. we don't, but it's, it's clearly Ava Mendez. It's yeah. like, hmm, I wonder if it's the person acting weird who knew the cops were going to come, who's also a main character. Who needs a role in this movie larger yeah. than just staring deviously. Yeah. Um, Gee, I wonder if it's Ava Mendez is the undercover. Yeah. But there's suspicion that she's flipped, Jeff. I know. Uh, she might be dirty. They haven't heard from her in a year. That is a long time not to hear from somebody who's working for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's um, it, that's bad. I'm not a um, not a uh, uh, a cop, but I feel like if you don't talk to your agent for a year, I feel like that's bad. I think that person's presumed dead at that point. Yeah, <laughs> they're no longer MIA. Um, so Markham explains that they need good drivers to put Verone and his money together. But he's also against Brian being involved. Yes. Which is, why would you bring Brian in? It, mm. Why would you use drivers? Why do you need a driver? <laughs> it's just, none of this makes any sense. This is the premise for the rest of the movie, and it does not make sense. No, it's, it's, remember, I said yesterday, I said, somehow this movie is dumber in what they're trying to get than VHS DVD combos. It starts right here. Yeah, it starts right here. It's, they're trying to catch him moving his money from one place to another, which Ava Mendez could do. Easily. That's why she's there. Yeah, that's, that's what her job is. But no, they have to get drivers. Insane. It doesn't it, it makes less sense than VHS DVD combos. It's a guy moving his own money around. That's all it is. Yeah. So I had a thought while I was watching this movie and I'll just break away really quick. This movie makes no sense. Like yes. the first. Yes. But it's somehow easier to follow in it's not making any sense. Like well, everything makes like everything that happens leads to something else that could presumably follow. Whereas the first scene is just the first movie is like a collection of scenes that don't yeah. even match. Well, this one, they just did a paint by numbers movie. That's why it's so much easier to follow. It's like right. it's like you got your star and then he recruits a team and then they do the thing and then there's a deception and then there's there's a main bad guy. There's a main bad guy about the movie. Yeah, it's it's much more paint by numbers. It's much easier to follow than the first one. And so it's easier to watch at the yeah. end of the day. That's what I yeah. found. Like yeah. if you're gonna put, if you're gonna give me the option, you have to watch one of these two movies. I let out an aggravated sigh, and then I would choose the second one. Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious, much better, much easier watch every time. Yeah. Um. So Markham, blah 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 blah. Okay, Bilkins is blackmailing Brian into working mm -hmm. for them. Yes. Uh, brings up charges from the last movie uh, as incentive. Uh, but then Brian kind of gets a little hair up his ass and he decides he's going to start running the show. Mm -hmm. The only way I'll do this is if I get to pick the driver. Which you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be Dom, Mia, what? Vince, Leon, Letty, one of the people from the last movie. It is Roman, but we'll get yeah. to that later. <laughs> yeah. um, first thing, like, how about you go to jail, punk? Like, <laughs> what yeah. are you doing calling the shots, dick? Also, if you, so this is my big quibble with this scene. If you're Bilkins, why are you like, all right, so the last time I worked with this guy, he completely double-crossed me and he ran <laughs> off to Miami. But he also didn't get results. So I think that this is the guy we should go you know Who's with. perfect for this job? <laughs> yeah. The guy the that we screwed everybody last time. Yeah, it's like he's like, but he's a great driver, which Bilkins doesn't even know that. He's just screaming in the first movie about uh, uh, truckers arming themselves. Yeah. But now he's got a little bit more on his plate. He's, he's a little bit more of a central character here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Is he going to pick Dom? 
Is he going to pick Letty? Is he going to pick Mia? Maybe. Maybe. We know he's not picking Jesse. Hicks. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Jesse. Uh, he picks Roman Pierce, who's a yep. friend from Barstow. Yep. Barstow, California, which apparently is located in the middle of a Mad Max movie because yes. <laughs> because we find out that Roman works in this weird battle cars coliseum where he just I guess his whole thing is he just smashes other cars. It's like a bumper cars thing. Yeah, it's a destruction cars. derby. It's a destruction derby. I've you never heard of before. You've never heard of these? Never heard of a destruction derby. In my it's life. exactly it's exactly what you saw. It's just cars that are like if Fast and the Furious cars are 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 you know souped up to be as fast and light as possible. Destruction Derby cars, cars. Are, they're they're designed like you saw all the extra stuff they welded onto it and stuff. They're they're just designed so people can watch them crash into each other. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. knew about the big trucks that would crush, like the truckosaurus stuff, but yeah. like never never seen anything like this. Which, um, by the way, completely different set of skills if you really think about it. Uh, yeah. Fast and the Furious versus uh, Destruction Derby. Completely different set of skills. Totally. It's also completely out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Which is, uh, I didn't know that's what Barstow looked like. Um, okay, so Roman has an ankle bracelet, so mm-hmm. apparently he's under house arrest. Yep. That's uh, the part so close to the derby. That's right, yeah. We see his trailers, like, right there. Uh Brian says, yeah, he's got some skills. And again, he's just smashing into cars. There's no indicator that he has any driving skills. He's just hitting the gas, smashing into car. Um, Roman and Brian have a beef, uh, an undisclosed beef. And Roman mm-hmm. doesn't like cops. Yeah, only my homeboys call me Rome, pig. Yeah, but then Brian responds, I'm not a cop anymore, bro. <laughs> yeah, he only works for the cops now. <laughs> yeah. He's look, only a rat now. <laughs> look, I'm not a cop. I'm just a snitch, okay? Right. <laughs> Respect that. Yeah. Um, then, they, then they get into a fight. Yeah, they fight their they fight out their problems, as all good Fast and the Furious characters should do. Yeah, but um, this is different from the first one. Because remember in the first movie, a lot of gorilla energy. Yeah, yeah. This one, this movie this has like a lot a of slap fight. <laughs> this one has I put 12-year-old energy. <laughs> that's what i put too um oh my god yeah uh what did i put they fight out the problems uh brian is yelling you still fight like shit except (laughs) he's getting his ass kicked in the weakest fight i've ever seen in my life uh uh, he flings dirt at roman after his yeah after the fight while he's like i got a deal for you as he's like kicking dirt at him just absolute 12 year old energy it just flings a little dirt in his face um and then Brian offers the deal to clear Roman. Mm-hmm. Roman says, fuck you. And then he asks Bilkins if the deal is legit. Bilkins says, yeah. And then Brian says, I told you. And Brian says, shut up, punk. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he, uh, he agrees. Roman's fine. He agrees with it. Uh, but he also has second thoughts at the station. He doesn't know if he should trust anybody. Yeah. I don't know if I should trust, be trusting you, man. Uh, and so we find out that Roman, that's like his MO. He does yeah. not trust anybody ever. And this is when he just needs to chill from the, uh, from the intro. Yes. Yeah. Or from the, from the trailer. Chill out, bro. Which by the way, uh, button down, um, sleeveless shirt, amazing power move. 
Yes. That, that's what Tyrese is wearing. Like I And then he pops like, it later. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna respect, I'm gonna dress nice, I'm going into an office, I understand that, but I gotta show the guns, baby. Gotta show the guns. <laughs> gotta show, show the guns. And then when he gets out of the office, guns. he'll pop it a little bit. Pop it off, oh. then pop it back on, leave the buttons unbuttoned, so you Love, can show a little bit of the abs. Loves to pop a shirt. Which if, I looked, if I looked like Tyrese, I'd love to pop a shirt too. If we're probably would too. Yeah, yeah, we're just hating right now. Yeah, uh, they found Monica. Hey, <laughs> after <a year. laughs> they found Monica, who's Ava Mendez, right? She's yeah. the secret agent. But they found her after a year of being presumably dead. Yeah, and she just uh, shows up. She's, she's there here, and then she's like, "Oh, guys, I'm here." And everybody's like, "Perfect, fill them in." Great, not, fill them. Not, not where have you been for a year? <laughs> What, what is he even plan? doing? <laughs> yeah. She just shows up in the back of a truck and is like, guys, I'm here. Here's the plan. And everybody's like, needs? <laughs> like, perfect plan, Ava Mendez. Uh, well, so that's not the questions that they're asking. They are asking, what are we driving? Uh, yeah. And we find out they're driving Mitsubishis. Mitsubishis. Uh, Brian is driving a Lancer. Roman's driving the Spider convertible, which is very dear to my heart because that was my car in uh, college. Looked just like this car. Yeah, except not with the obnoxious purple paint job. It was just a and nice the chrome rims. basic red. Yeah, where'd you get these? Where'd you steal these rims from? Or yeah. Something? It's like, dude, we're the customs. We can get these rims anytime we want. Um, okay, so we get to Carter's compound. Nice cars are lining up. There's this mm-hmm. sweet orange-black Challenger, which just catches the eye. Yeah, and uh, it belongs to one of the Guidos, who proceeds to shout to Brian and Roman when they pull up, "Hey, where'd you get them cars? At the bottom of a cereal box?" Real Roman funny, then, Fonzie. <laughs> Roman then fake laughs yeah. and says, "Hey, real funny, Fonzie." And keep in mind, this Guido looks nothing like the Fonz. Um, Guido then doesn't care because it's a weak ass burn, <laughs> and then yeah. Roman says, "Ass to punctuate." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you skipped, by the way, uh, the the stair and drive, which we talked about yesterday. Oh, I did skip the stair. Proving the world's dumbest point. That's all I had to say about that. It's the world's dumbest point. It's the stupidest move, too. Yeah, it's it's so dumb. Like, especially if you consider that he there's no cars ahead of him. He was looking ahead. He knows there's no cars, so it gets much less impressive. That yeah. He's just staring at her, and um and Tyrese uh, Roman is already at the or he's like already at the light so he can just when he sees Tyrese in his in his exactly. vision he can break exactly. it's the world's dumbest po- it's it's so dumb it doesn't make any sense but exactly which but, is why Monica is noticeably not impressed. not impressed or not scared yeah exactly yeah. she does she doesn't care she's staring right back at him they're they're playing a uh, chicken yeah. yeah so anyway we're back at Carter's compound yes. we get that weak burn by Roman Roman and Brian are already in each other's throats, which is a bad start. Because they're 12-year-olds. <laughs> There's, yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they meet Carter for the first time, who's Cole Hauser. And I put it in my notes, Cole Hauser is the best actor by far, and he still sucks. Oh, he's so bad. He None sucks of, in this movie. He goes in and out of some accent that I, because he's supposed to be Argentinian, and he just kind of fades in and out of this accent. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's weird, and and he has like an Italian accent at the end. Like, he yeah, pick a race. Yeah, just pick uh, one. Just pick one. Yeah, it's not hard. Uh, he explains his red Ferrari was impounded, and they need to retrieve an envelope. The drivers need to race and retrieve mm-hmm. this envelope from a glove box, and the winner gets to work for him. 
Monica then asks for all their driver's licenses, which why would you do that? <laughs> like, don't you want them? Like, presumably, they're going to be racing very fast on freeways. Yes. If they get pulled over, wouldn't you rather they get a ticket and not pulled into jail? <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of weird to me, too. I got that they were doing it to run background checks, but, like, couldn't they have them, like, write down their names or something? Uh, like, take make photocopies of the driver's licenses or yeah. something, you know? And give them back so they can drive. Yeah. Um, which is the whole point. Um so then they all scatter like rat race and there's this weird rat race music, like nineties rat race. And they're all just kind of like skipping off. Amazing. Uh, we have the race to the Ferrari. We mm-hmm. find out the cars are being traced. Uh, Brian and Roman's cars are being traced. And uh, agent Markham thinks that they're running because they don't go on the plotted path, I guess. Yeah. Which also doesn't make any sense. They're like, we need you to infiltrate this guy, do what he needs to do. We gave you these souped up cars because presumably he's going to need they're you driving. to go to go driving. The first time they drive, they're like, they're running. They're bailing. They're running. <laughs> it's all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really stupid. Which, um, where, by the way, where are they driving to? They're in Florida. Where are they driving to? Right. There's nowhere to drive to. They're still <laughs> they going to be in the United States. Get away. <laughs> they're yeah. not gonna- they're not aqua cars. Yeah. It's not like in California where they could drive to Mexico. It's like, oh, no, they're driving to Georgia or Louisiana. <laughs> right, right. How will we ever catch them? Yeah. Um. So then we get another stupid scene. Roman passes Brian and flicks him off. Yeah. And then rotates it, right? Does one of these. Yeah. Am- amazing scene. Driving backwards. And then Brian says, smartass, which just <laughs> indicates like... A completely different level of cleverness amongst these people. <laughs> like, yeah. what is considered clever and what is not is like a middle finger rotating. Yeah, like, ooh, buddy, you are okay. the funniest man on earth. Are smart. you George? Are you George Carlin? Because that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Funny ass joke. Uh, Mustang gets crushed, which brings a tear to my eye. Driver yeah, they just dead. showed a guy die. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be dead the whole top of the car gets smashed in yeah he's dead as shit there's what? no way he's walking out of this and then the other guy who hits him head on he's dead too <laughs> yeah they both flip their car like like red mustang guy definitely dead 100 percent. 100 other guy black car probably dead and it's he's just like paralyzed. and this is while they're being like flipping the bird Driving backwards. Goofing off. Yeah, because then Brian drives backwards like an asshole on the freeway. Brian. Yeah, yeah I put Brian drives backwards on freeway. Brian is an asshole. Also, uh, almost misses the exit because he's doing this. Yeah, because he's, yeah, <laughs> he's doing the uh, the Brian school of driving, bruh. And then he's like, oh, no, my, my turn. Yeah. And then he lets off his first, yeah, Rome, how do you like them apples? <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, good they, brian hunting over here yeah, right <laughs> so then they drive through a jamaican trinidadian neighborhood for no reason little haiti little haiti that's what little it is haiti. and then they get the the bumba clot the bumba clot yeah bumba clot. uh so then they make it to the yard they find mm-hmm. the ferrari roman takes off his shirt aggressively Wait. first of all how do they know where to go He's like, there's know. an impound yard in Little Haiti. Been given no directions. Go. go, which which I was gonna let go until later on in the movie. They're like, all right, the plan is to go from the keys to the airstrip, third exit after the bridge. So they're clearly giving directions in this movie, except in this scene. Yeah, they're just like impound lot, Little Haiti. Go, and yeah. everybody scrambles and gets there. They find it. 
They everyone drives there. Yeah, everyone gets there except for the dead guy in the Mustang oh, and the man. other guy. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> um, this so episode is dedicated to him. <laughs> <laughs> they find the Ferrari. Roman takes off his shirt aggressively. He breaks the window, even though he's not told <laughs> to do that. With, yeah, which I started keeping count of how many times Tyrese popped his shirt. This was the only time. Yeah, you'd think I, more. It felt yeah, like I thought, more. Yeah, I thought he was going to pop his shirt way more than this, but one time, that's it. Yeah, very weird. Uh, but then he... Um, oh, the door's unlocked. <laughs> which, which, I'm going to give him credit. That was a legit funny beat, the way that they played it. Because yeah. Brian just like stares at him and just like takes two fingers and just like gingerly just like pops the door handle like yeah come on man what are you doing (laughs) yeah that wasn't bad like this movie has its moments for sure yeah um okay but then roman leaves the shirt unbuttoned oh and and brian calls it a blouse he says you might want to put your blouse back on again Um, 12 year old thing calling a shirt a blouse as a burden yeah. yeah it's super burden uh the guido shows up and is about to shoot Roman in the face. He's <laughs> <Both> laughing. <laughs> For driving faster than him. Yeah, he's just laughing like an idiot, though. Like, he doesn't recognize any danger here. He's about to get... He's about to lose his teeth. Yeah. And um, Custom shows up. Then the Guidos leave. Roman does not leave. He opens fire on Customs. <laughs> Where does he get this gun? <laughs> they had to have flown... From Barstool to Miami, he's clearly got a carry-on. This is post-9-11. Okay, this is Miami. You can buy a gun anywhere in Miami. But he's been with the cops the whole time. <laughs> Dude, it does not. You can get you can get a fucking gun like on your way out of Walmart in Florida. But he hasn't even been to Walmart. That's the thing. <laughs> that's true. He's under surveillance. <laughs> um, Where does this gun come from? Yeah, that's odd. It didn't even strike a chord with me. Because I'm just like, this is Miami. Everyone's packing. There's guns everywhere. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he opens fire on customs, which, why would you do that, um, when you're working for customs? (laughs) You know you're working for customs, so why are you trying to kill him? Yeah, like, he's trying to keep up appearances or something, but he could just get Everyone's gone. Everyone's 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 scattered at that point. (laughs) Nobody to keep uh, any appearance up for. Um, then they get away, which is like, how? How do they just drive out of there? After firing on agents. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, they make it back to Carter's. They return the envelope to Carter. And it has a cigar in it. <laughs> and they're not happy. They just... Yeah, I wrote... I wrote all for a cigar, question mark. And then Tyrese said, all that for a damn cigar? <laughs> <laughs> and then you cross it out. You're like, yeah, okay, they're okay. aware. They're, they're aware of what's happening here. Um, Roman then proceeds to say that that uh, they hungry. They hungry. I wrote that on my notes too with an O. We hungry. They hungry with an O. So then they get to eat lunch mm-hmm. in his nice backyard. And Roman is obsessed with Brianica. He Roman is, which is Brian and Monica. Okay, I was like, who is <laughs> Brianica? It's Brian and Monica. It's this, this thing that's starting to form here between these mm-hmm. two. Uh, and Roman is now obsessed. So he's taken on kind of the uh, Agent Bilkins from last time, but not really Agent Bilkins, uh, really more Sergeant Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Um, where he's he's real obsessed with these two. And Carter offers them a new job, which mm-hmm. is to deliver a mysterious package from North Beach to the Keys for 100 Gs. Which and... I thought was going to be DVD VHS combos. I was very excited. <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> A great callback. <laughs> uh, but no, Roman wants 100 G's a piece, bruh. 
Breath. And he reminds Carter that they hungry again. Yeah, we, I told you we hungry. Yeah. Which I gotta say, I gotta say, we're giving Tyrese a lot of a lot of garbage on this, but I thought he was legitimately fun in this movie. Oh, dude, I said that in my notes. The most enjoyable character in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Roman is amazing. I I love like all of like he was there as com- comedy relief or comedic relief, and he was a I liked him. He was fun. Yeah. So I said before, like this movie is a better movie primarily because it does not take itself as seriously as the first exactly. one. And Roman is an embodiment of that. He yeah. does not take himself seriously. He doesn't take anyone else seriously. He does not give a fuck about anything. And that yeah. is what makes this movie great and him great. Yeah, and he doesn't do it in the stupid, like, self-referential way that, um, that like, Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen have turned every movie into. Yeah. You know, it, and and it was, it, was a, it was a good throwback. It was a lot of fun of just being lighthearted with it. So... So, uh, yeah, so Roman swat, swiped his uh, uh, Carter's uh, cigar cutter because he figured he's got like 12 or 13 of them. Yeah, which, of course, all rich guys have like 13 or 14 cigar cutters. That's what you do with your money. You're just like when you go to buy something online, you're just like one. I don't think so. 13. Like that's yeah. that, that's what rich guys do. 13 they, of I, everything. Yeah, yeah, just 13 of everything. Um. So. Then they end up back at, oh, well, Brian's not happy that he stole from him. He's not happy that he's going out on his own. He's not happy that he's packing. He's not happy at all. He said, he, he said, Roman, you're still the same. Brian handpicked Roman. Yes. <laughs> this was Brian's choice. He handpicked Brian him. Brian has no one to blame but himself. You had at least five people from the first movie still alive. Hell, you had Johnny Tran. Who, you had a customs agent ready to go. <laughs> you had a customs. You had so many people, and you hand chose Roman, and then you're mad that Roman is still the guy that you thought he was. Yeah, the hothead from Barstow. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so then they end up back at Luda's garage. Um, there's a jet ski competition going on. Mm-hmm. Luda's taking bets. Suki can draw. That's racist. Luke <laughs> <laughs> Chris is yelling at Ray. That's uh, like the race. Yeah, that's well, but that's like the girl thing of like boy Asian guys playing video games. Girl, yeah, Asian girls are drawing draw. all the time. Yeah, and she was dragging like a dragon, right? On the car. Yeah, it's like a dragon on a car, like yeah. dragon paint job. Yeah. But before oh. that, but hold on, before Sorry. that, this is a PG 13 movie. Correct. And when they're doing the whole like look at these hot woman, women scene, there mm-hmm. is a woman getting out of water wearing a thong that barely covers anything. Just it is up her badge. Full shot. <laughs> Full shot. Again, PG-13 movie. Correct. You can take 13... Like, 13-year-olds can buy a ticket to this movie. Dude, 13-year-olds made every party scene in every one of these movies. <laughs> they got, like, a, a census group, like, or a, what do you call it, a focus group of um, 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds and said, yeah. like, what What do you... What What are these parties going to be? Yeah, what are, water, what are these water parties going to be? Women in thongs, a jet ski race, guy yelling at him with a megaphone. Like, Flashing $1 bills around because these bets are like for five or seven bucks. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Uh, so, yeah, so I said this in here. If Luda's such a big wig, why is he taking $10 bets from college kids? <laughs> it's like <laughs> counting ones. It's fat stack. He's like, yeah, baby. He's like, hey, Suki, anything from the vending machine? (laughs) (laughs) Twix, Twizzler, Snickers, you get what you want, honey. If you get a Twix, I get one of them, though. Yeah, I get one. I get one. (laughs) Kit Kat, I get two. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy the Mechanic is a genius, but he's such a minor character, it doesn't even matter. I love Jimmy the Mechanic. He's so good. Jimmy the Rapping Mechanic. The rapping mechanic. Well, that's his only scene. It's this scene where he's like genius. He's like uh, rain manning all these engines. And then yeah. 
uh, yeah, later he does the rap, which if you wrote it down, you are free to recite. <laughs> I did not write it down. I was very happy with it, but uh... it was fine. Yeah. Um, of course, he spent so much time rapping. He didn't look at his hand and notice yeah. that hand, which, by the way, ludicrous having a royal flush. Write a better ludicrous. poker scene. <laughs> ludicrous. That is ludicrous. Yeah. Write a better poker scene. A, a, a five, you know, a five card draw, which is presumably what they're playing. Royal flush. Like. Come on, man. Like, like, write a better poker scene. Like, this is 2003. We, there's, this is around rounders. People are understanding poker. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. Astronomical. Um, yeah. So Brian spots Carter's bodyguards spying on them. Mm -hmm. And so Tyrese plays a little prank. He lights their windshield on fire. (laughs) Hilarious. After doing light racism after doing light racism because he pops up and he's like elian and fidel which is elian gonzalez and fidel castro oh right 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 okay i couldn't get because they haven't introduced their names i thought it was them i thought yeah so he does he does some light racism and some minor arson (laughs) yeah well he does like he tends to be like the homeless guy that's like spraying down the windshield but he's spraying it with like lighter fluid and then he's like Flings a lighter on their windshield. It, it was good. I, I I appreciated the the lighter fluid uh what, doing the window thing. I appreciated that. I I like what Tyrese did in this movie by and large. I was a big yeah. fan. Yeah, most everything um was fine. Um, so then anyway, they're back at the customs hideout. Uh, Markham pulls a gun on Roman, of course, because he just shot at all your agents. Yeah. Uh, and then get proceeds to get into a fist fight with Roman. Brian breaks up this fist fight. But also draws a gun, which would 100% get him shot. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. The he amount of latitude, the, the amount of space and benefit of the doubt that they give Brian unnecessarily is just out of control. It's nuts, dude. Bilkins is like, this my this is my guy. Sure, he backstabbed us in L.A. and he let the guy go. Essentially, the whole mission was bust. Yeah. But this is my guy. Yeah, this guy is like J. Edgar Hoover status. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Um, He's gonna send Carter a letter to uh, try to get him to kill himself. That's right. <laughs> the Mark Luther King Jr. reference for everybody. Little history joke, guys. Yeah. <laughs> history major. Uh, Roman steals Markham's lunch. <laughs> Just amazing. Just absolutely. I love that because he's like, that's my lunch. He goes, so? And so, then the, and then the next scene he's eating in the background. <laughs> him just eating a burrito in the background. That is great. And the way he treats this lunch is absurd throughout the scene. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Roman tells feel, huh? He's mad at the lunch, it feels like. Like the oh, way yeah. he's eating it. I get to it. There's extensive notes on this lunch. All right. Uh, Roman tells Markham that Carter and Monica are fucking. And then Markham tells Roman about Brian flipping on Bilkins and mm-hmm. letting Dom go, which is presumably the reason that he's not in the force anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we get that little, you know, background, but then Roman takes a bite of this lunch, slams it on the counter <laughs> and then snatches it again <laughs> and walks out and <laughs> more of it aggressively. <laughs> With, I, had so to this burrito. I was like, they didn't do that. That's insane. He's just so mad at this food. It's amazing. He's mad at the food, but he loves the food. He's like face fucking the food. And then he hates the food. He slams down. And then he eats it again. It's insane. Insane scene. It's a metaphor for his relationship with Brian. <laughs> You're telling me. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Because well, that's why he hates Monica so much. Um, Monica. Monica. Brian thinks they need an exit strategy, and so they need two more cars. Thankfully, 
the Guidos. Which, which why? Yeah. Markham was mad that Roman shot at them. And Correct. Brian's like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Immediately jumps to that. Well, because, yeah. like, in sense, Roman doesn't trust anybody. And, but, yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't trust anyone. He's the fucking guy that turned on everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. why does he not trust them? Yeah, everybody here is, like, loyal, stand-up, does their job. Except, except for Brian. <laughs> And he's like, well, everybody's got to, you know, suck as much as I do, be as duplicitous as I am. Yes. You know, we, we got to get more cars. Yeah, as dead behind the eyes as he is. Yeah. Uh, so, but thankfully, so he needs those two cars. Thankfully, the Guidos oblige. And yeah. we have a new race scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they, the Guidos show up and they want to race for those cars. Which, why do they want these cars that they just shat on? They Easy. just made fun of them. Yeah, they just made fun of them as cracker box, or uh, cereal box cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want them now. They're just like die. They're willing to put up their infinitely better cars, <laughs> like yeah. twice as expensive cars easily. Yeah, and so so they're yeah they're gonna race for slips. Which so Brian's like, okay, we need to get more cars. This is presumably his plan, and he's like, all right, we'll invite these guys. We've seen their cars in action. We know what they got under the hood. And he's like, let's race for slips. And then he takes Tyrese aside. He's like, okay, this plan isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this straight up. Yeah. Um, so somehow I feel they like not... this is a conversation that should have happened before. Yeah, right. <laughs> before they put up the cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, another thing I put. Okay, so we get the down and back. We get the breakdown of the race. Um, Guidos are, are in their challengers. They're racing in their challengers. Uh, they get the down and back race. Losers hand mm-hmm. over their keys, or they'll be eating breakfast through straws from now on, which we touched on earlier. Yes, uh, with Ludacris and Suki doing the beating, presumably doing the thrashing. Yeah. And Jimmy the mechanic. <laughs> and Jimmy the mechanic on standby as on tag team. Uh, seems like the FBI would be pretty pissed off. They lost these government issue cars. That's <laughs> what I was thinking too. Like this whole op just. It, it, Roman's going back to jail. Brian's going to jail. All of this because they want to get challengers, get challengers because they don't trust the FBI when the FBI hasn't done anything to show that they shouldn't be trusted so far. Luda owns a garage. He owns presumably plenty of cars or can just take the cars and get them to these guys. Yeah. Like, they don't yeah. need the challengers. They don't need to race their government issued cars. Yeah. Access to plenty of cars. This, this is unnecessary. Totally unnecessary, but it goes forward anyway. Uh, Suki wants to signal the start of the race. It's all right, baby. I'm going to handle this. Yeah. That's empowerment, Joe. <laughs> That's empowerment. To be this, a race girl. <laughs> this is the future that liberals want. It's gross. It's just that, that, I don't know what, that thing just grossed me out. I don't know what it was. Um, Roman's getting his ass kicked in this race. Destroyed. Which, <clears throat> by the way, he says, um, Roman, you ain't heard of me. A demolition demolition derby driver from Barstow who got there like day before yesterday, <laughs> who, who says, was under a house arrest, who couldn't yeah. leave a hundred meters from his trailer. Yeah, and he says, "I run these streets." No, you don't. You you never been to the streets. You, never, <laughs> you don't even run the streets in Barstow. You're a demolition derby driver. You run no streets, Roman. Yeah, you run the dirt yard. <laughs> yeah, but he's his his engines uh not as big as his mouth and his mouth is uh pretty big and i was just like roman there's no reason anybody would have heard of you man you're a demo driver demolition derby driver from barstow yeah dude get a hold of yourself um but he's losing and then brian is also losing because they're doing a tag team so he comes up 
with a plan to play chicken with mm-hmm. the Guido who's coming back. So yeah. he's like ready to ram this guy. And the guy's like, let's see if you got the balls and then backs out of the way. But like, so like, I know what, a, I know what a Lancer's made out of and I know what a challenger's made out of the no, challenger ch- would win. <laughs> a hundred, that challenger would rip that car to shreds. I have it seen so many head on collisions. It. Yeah. That, <laughs> that car would be destroyed. Like, like Paul Walker's dying. And the guy yeah. who, by the name, by the way, his name is Corpy. Oh, okay. I just Corpy, Corpy. Joe, let's let's take a minute and just sit on Corpy. This is guy's I, name. I, didn't I don't know if it's a first name. I like Slapjack as a name. I liked Orange Julius. These names were boring. I did not put them in my notes. Corpy. Well, I just I watched it with closed captioning on, so I can make sure I didn't miss anything. But uh-huh. Corpy, K O R P I. I just want to let that sit for a second. Corpy. All right. Very interesting. Yes. Okay, so he plays chicken with the Guido. Uh, risky play, Jeff. Let's see if it works out for him. It does. It does. Do you know <laughs> why? Because he's the main character. <laughs> because he's a god in this. And he yeah. wins the race. Mm-hmm. Despite being still way behind. Like, how is this guy taking that much time to, like, recorrect his car and get it? Going? Yeah. I really feel like if this guy's as good of a driver as he should be, he could get back on the road very quickly. Also, none of these Guidos are using Nas. No. So- how are they not pissed off instantly that the other guys get Nas? Well, also because Nas in this race is like it, it has like the warp speed effect uh, yeah. from like Star Trek. Like it, it like it elongates everything around them like they're going like 500 miles an hour. It's it's right. wild. It's amazing. Right. So he wins. They get the challengers. Now we get a club scene. Roman has a beef with Monica mm-hmm. and we get a little backstory. Because Monica's like, what's his deal? And then we find out that Roman was arrested for stolen cars. And Roman blames Brian because he's a cop, I guess. He was arrested for stealing eight sets of wheels. And that's Brian's. (laughs) That's what's that? And that's Brian's fault. (laughs) That's Brian's fault. But I realize he's literally, this is a car car movie with a lot Mm -hmm. of cars that would be good Hot Wheels. And Roman was literally arrested for Hot Wheels. Just bringing that full full circle. Did not put that one in my notes. Uh, so Monica is flirting with Brian. Mm-hmm. And Carter sees him. Not and happy. Then he, huh? He's not happy at all. No. And Carter takes them back to the back room where he proceeds to torture a corrupt cop with the old rat in a bucket trick. <laughs> yes. But, Joe, before that, two things. One, okay. Roman has an amazing turn of phrase. He calls the club a hoasis. I did not hear that. That's great. He calls it a hoasis, which I only saw because of the closed captioning. Two, they're talking. And remember, uh, he goes off. Um, and Ava Mendez and uh, Paul Walker are like, what is his problem? What is his deal? He went off. He's like, I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> he <Yeah>. walks off. <laughs> Aggressive. He does nothing non-aggressively. <laughs> yeah. And, and before they take the cop back, who, by the way, was is standard issue corrupt cop slash biker. He was Bobby and Sons of Anarchy. He's a corrupt cop, and I think one of the uh, Begins. yeah, one of the Batman movies. Um, but before that, Carter goes on a really weird borderline incel rant about women. <laughs> he's oh like, yeah, he's like, you can't trust them; they'll stab you in the back. And it's like, all right, dude, look down. what they can do. Five yeah. seconds, with this yeah. girl and putty in his hands or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, weird incel rant. So then, yeah. Rat in the bucket trick because they can hold rat in the bucket trick uh, made popular by 1984 and also Game of Thrones. Yes. So really a dystopia and um, a medieval times piece 
period with, piece with magic. But now it's happening in 2000s Florida. <laughs> like people are doing this thing. <laughs> of course. Which if the if the rat can chew through metal, I don't understand why it's not chewing. Oh, I guess it can't get its mouth around the, the inside edge of the bucket. I'm like, why wouldn't yeah, it move forward? It. <laughs> yeah, I can't but, get it. Or, or why wouldn't it just tunnel out? Like, why wouldn't it just not go for the center? Yeah, just try to get get the edge. Yeah, get the edge of it. Yeah, I'm starting to think this rat is stupid. Maybe. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a smart rat. I think rat. everyone's stupid in this movie. <laughs> uh, so Carter wants 15-minute window uh, yes. where the cops cannot watch him or track him. And the cop eventually agrees, the corrupt cop with the crazy hair, after his family is threatened with more rat torture. Mm-hmm. Carter says, uh, pulls Monica outside, says, you ever touch another man again, I'll kill you. So no one trusts Monica, apparently. <laughs> she smirks. She smirks, as as she's apt to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a pointless poker scene with the rapping and the yep. bullshit. Slow rolling the royal flush. And yeah. I'm wondering if Jimmy's rap was is the uh, the Teddy KG, KGB Oreo of this movie. That's his tell. That's his tell. <laughs> he goes on like a, a like an eight line rant. Yeah. Rap. In a different movie, uh, it, it cuts back and forth to Ludacris looking at his looking at his cards, looking at his chips, looking at Jimmy rapping. Looking at Jimmy waiting for that eighth line. There yeah. it is. There I'm it is. In. Yeah. Uh, so then we get back to Brian's houseboat. Um, and Monica shows up and it's morning. She mm-hmm. says, they're going to kill you after the job's done. And, uh, this is a terrible idea to do this in daylight. I don't know what she's doing. Like yeah. why, why go to his, why, what is she? Why? <laughs> so needless. So unnecessary. Do it at night. Uh, get the message through one of the other agents, anything else. Why go to his houseboat where of course the bodyguards show up. Yeah. Elian and Fidel. Whose names I never learned. Elian and Fidel. It's just, I like that. So, uh, Mon- I, I called them bodyguard with mole and bodyguard without mole. Which they call out the mole, which is really messed up. Later on in the movie, they call it out. And it's they like, dude, come on. That's something on the actor's face. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. the actor okay with this. Yeah. Um, so then Monica says, uh, they don't know I'm here. I snuck out. Yeah. Because, like, Roman's like, they know you're here. And she's like, they don't know I'm here. I snuck out. Obviously, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do a very good job of it. You did a piss poor job of it. Um, yeah, you snuck out in broad daylight, you dummy. Um, weird standoff where Brian King... <laughs> okay, they have guns. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't find Monica in the houseboat. She sneaks out through a little hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which but... she says, hey, st-, she t- tells Roman to stall him for two minutes. And then she and Paul Walker just like stand around. For like two minutes. And they're like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. Oh, right. <laughs> There's people coming here to kill me. Um, so then she escapes through the hatch. But like, I don't see how she could escape because later we find out Carter's there, too. So like, how does nobody see this girl in broad daylight? It's broad daylight. Like, does she like dive into the water and swim a mile away? Like underwater. <laughs> underwater. Yeah. Does she have a scuba suit on the side, a scuba tank on the side of the boat that she that she puts on? Yeah, it's lunacy. Um, so then uh there's this weird standoff where Brian has a gun to one of the bodyguards heads and the other bodyguard has a gun to Roman's heads and they're just shouting back and forth. Yeah. Drop the gun. Drop the gun. Everyone has a gun to their head. You drop the gun. No, you drop the fucking gun. You drop the gun. It's just over. This is the first time I put in my notes. I was like, dude, Paul Walker needs to tone it down. Like he needs to pick. He needs to have a middle ground between dead behind the eyes monotone yeah. And 
yelling, intense, crazy eyes. Because that's all he's got. I mean, technically, that's range, I guess. <laughs> you can go from the bottom to the top. There's nothing in between. So but no he's got range. the bottom and the top. He's got both. This, this right. middle part is the problem. Yeah, but, but he's got range. You're covering all of that area. <laughs> if you need somebody to do nothing and to do everything, Paul Walker's your guy. Too much. If you need somebody, you need somebody <laughs> in the middle, too much. Not um, going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Monica escapes. Still don't know how she pulled that off. Uh, we have a customs hideout scene. Oh, yeah. They're back at the customs hideout. Brian says, nice shirt, Bilkins. Bilkins says, it's my day off. Killer Hawaiian shirt, by the way. Amazing. And Andy Reid levels of Hawaiian shirt. Amazing shirt. It's yellow. It's yeah. got big fish prints on it. I love this shirt. It's so good. I'm getting this shirt for my dad for his birthday. <laughs> uh, and uh, But he says, it's my day off, which, why are you there? You're <laughs> like You're taking your day off on your job i i don't get it which you're on a special case that's going down soon i think you can skip a couple uh pto days totally yeah i think you can i think you can keep your head in the game bilkins i you're think this is I think, this. yeah i think this is why brian got away from you the first time <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe you took your uh your paid time off the absolute wrong time in the yeah. case he's like well i got tickets to the to the marlins game so Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my wife wants to go swim with the dolphins. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we're going to have to call this off today. Uh, so anyway, he's also wearing a stupid, he's wearing stupid cargo shorts. So it's not just the shirt. He's wearing like the car. He looks like Matthew McConaughey in the beach bum. Like he's got the same outfit, um, <laughs> which is funny because everyone else is wearing pants, like a normal yeah. Asian. Yeah, it's, they do call out that it's really hot, but only Tyrese and Bilkin seem to notice it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so everyone wants to call the bust off. Markham says no. He gets angry and he storms off. And then Roman suggests that they bolt with the money. And Brian mm -hmm. starts hatching a plan. But we do not know what that plan is yet. Yeah, buddy. Uh, but Luda's involved. Uh, Luda has a giant industrial-sized garage. That will play a major part, but we don't know what yet. Brian needs more nods. For it's a real, it's a real Ocean's Eleven esque setup here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian needs more nods for his plan. Of course, he he needs, always needs more nods. He he can never have enough nods. No, you can never have enough nods, Joe. I need nods. Yeah, that's from the Brian School of Driving. Yeah. On a oh, he's on a pier. So we get a scene on a pier, and Brian and Roman are having a heart-to-heart. -heart. Brian kind of apologizes, but not really. And then Roman says, uh, oh, they go into the backstory where he uh, says he always feel, felt bad that, that Roman got arrested, and he wished he could have done more. Roman says, is that why you let that dude in L.A. go? And Brian says, yeah. And Which, I'm like, why is Brian a cop? <laughs> why is Brian a cop? His presumably first major case and he's like man remember that guy who got but that i knew that got busted for wheels that's why i'm gonna let this uh this this repeated felon just uh yeah, this just, sociopath who beat a man into jello <laughs> yeah he's you know what i owe you a 10 second car buddy here you go and he just runs off to mexico why is brian a cop yeah why why is he pick any other profession dude yeah um but also the ending already made sense to me, I never questioned the ending of the last movie. I didn't need explanation for why yeah. this ending happened. I just accepted it. It was fine. 
And I did not accept a lot from that movie, but the ending was like, all right, whatever. He yeah, likes Mio. He likes uh, Dom, whatever. It's it's a classic movie trope where the cop gets in with the bad guys and finds out the bad guys aren't so bad, even right. though part of the... Even though we find out they're worse. <laughs> yeah, even though part of getting in with the bad guys is hearing a story about how he beat a man um, into needing to be completely retrained into how to live his life. And then he defends to the FBI that he couldn't do that. Or no, he defended that beforehand. But, you know, classic story. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Insane. Um, <laughs> so Roman and Brian, they end up burying their hatchet. There's no more riding solo for either of them. Yeah. You can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> Real <laughs> Top Gun scene vibes from this scene. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, so anyway... Now, now we're in the, the job scene. And this is really like the last scene of the movie, basically. Uh, but it's kind of a lamer scene than the last chase scene in the last movie. Like, it just, it fell flat for me. And I don't know why it did. It just didn't have enough stunts or didn't have enough interesting things going on or whatever. It, it's also because the the set, like, the the whole idea is that the FBI and customs are working together. And mm -hmm. so Brian and Roman need to work with these goons to act, you know, the, to get them to the point where that they can arrest everybody. Yes. But the only reason this scene goes the way it does is because nobody bothers to tell Miami PD. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason. Like, it's like, if there's if anybody... no communication. Yeah. And that, that's the whole reason why all this thing happens. And so you're just kind of scratching your head the whole time. Like, wait, the cops didn't tell the other cops and that's the big problem unless they're making a show of it in which case they wouldn't use the emp grappling it, it, it and it brian just... and roman aren't filling in bilkins on anything so like no one really knows what anybody's doing and yeah. neither does the audience yeah it, and instead of it being this like all right here's the high scene with the truck and all that it's just like it just feels like a bunch of people just like running around yeah nobody knows what anybody's doing very sloppy plan um yeah. all around uh, but we start off with the bodyguards and they go to a trailer park and they break a guy's wall to get the money out. Mm -hmm. um, then there's a bodyguard. Oh, yeah. The bodyguard with the mole removes the painting before they break down yes. the wall. Yo, <laughs> they're, crim they're criminals. They're not monsters. <laughs> that is fine art. And then he just shrugs. He's like, come on. It's yeah, a painting. On, we don't have to smash this. We're not monsters. Yeah. Um, corrupt cop. Okay, so the corrupt cop decides to make a move on the trailer park, which I thought the point was he's not making a move to save his yeah. family. He's buying him time. That's what it is. Oh, wait. so he, it's presumably he waited 15 minutes, but then, yeah. like, why not wait more? Like, I don't... Yeah, which also Miami PD is ready to go to bust Verone, and Customs mm -hmm. and FBI is ready to go to bust Verone, mm -hmm. but... FBI and and Customs and Miami PD never no communication communicated like they should this should presumably be a three organization task force but instead you it, figure one of them would spot the other one at yeah, some point yeah they're cops it's they're, they're, their their stuff's all marked up they'd be like oh okay Customs is on this somebody gets somebody get Customs on the line so we can coordinate with this Great. that's what Miami PD should have done not what Miami PD did which is chase them Without talking to anybody about anything? With a hundred cars. Yes. Which, by the way, in this race, or not this race, in this chase scene, they're in 
fancy Mitsubishis, completely souped up, doing all these tricky moves, yep. pulling all this stuff, and these cops in just standard issue Chevys are right on their tail. Keeping up with them. Yeah. Keeping up with them, which maybe those cops should be the drivers because oh, these yeah. guys have to expend <laughs> all this effort and energy, and these cops are just calmly just keeping track with them, just no problem. Yeah, these cops don't have presumably a criminal background. <laughs> like... No, exactly. These cops... I think when these cops are told to go arrest somebody, they actually arrest them, which puts them above Brian. Yeah, they never fucked over Bilkins. Not yeah, once. exactly. Um, but Bilkins is pissed that they've moved in and done their job. Yeah, and presumably Carter is pissed too because Carter. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't get any of that. Uh, then we get our chase scene. Mm-hmm. We got helicopters. We got a hundred cop cars. It's happening on the freeway. We've got more future guns, baby. The future yeah, guns return. And Brian has to detach a claw from his car. One of these yes. electromagnetic claws. Um, so he tells the bodyguard to take the, take the wheel, because that's his line. Yeah, and the bodyguard <laughs> yeah. panics. Right, like, he's, he's never he's put Mia. hands on wheels before. <laughs> he's Mia, huh? <laughs> what? Take he's the like, wheel? Keep the car on the road. Oh, I don't know, Brian. I don't know <laughs> if I could do that pussy um so yeah (laughs) um he yanks out the claw brian yanks the claw from the side of the car and he flings it perfect shot he's again he is an ex he's he should be a pitcher in major league baseball this guy can fling anything to exactly what he wants to fling in unreal circumstances amazing he's got one he's got his foot on the gas pedal still hanging out the window of a car and he's just just he catches the claw that presumably like has barbs, so it's yeah. like clinging. Yeah, but he rips it out of metal. Yeah, <laughs> and he flings it. Yeah, um, this, this machine, which worked instantly at the beginning, now has to like charge up and 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 in the in the the first scene, it's just like boom, he gets hit with the grappling hook and he's out. This yeah. one, it's got to build up. He's got to have time, so he got lucky. Yeah, yeah, he's running out there. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. So Customs arrives at the airstrip, but Carter is not there. Oh, no. Uh-oh. My dog uh, very upset about that. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not happy that things didn't go to. He's Bilkins in this, <laughs> in yeah. this podcast. Um, but anyway, Brian and Roman drive into the industrial garage. Mm-hmm. Big one. Luda's uh-huh. industrial garage. And they are surrounded by a hundred, again, hundreds of cop cars. Yeah. But then we get like thousands <laughs> of these. Well, first, first the garage get... doors open. Yeah. And these trucks with like these gigantic, which is weird. They don't really have gigantic. They have like bike racks on the front. They, Instead they of have... like bulldozers. Yeah. So they could have yeah. put like bulldozer fronts, but they yeah. put these bike racks on the front and they're just smashing into these cars and like barely budging them. Yeah, but they're, but I mean, presumably that's a major felony that these guys are committing, that these trucks are committing. Just a major felony. So it's, it's not smart. For for presumably no compensation. They're just doing it out of the goodness of their heart for Brian. Yeah. And they're pushing these cop cars back like six feet, seven feet. (laughs) Maybe. I was thinking inches. (laughs) Yeah. It's barely even moving. Um, Because they're in park. Yeah. (laughs) These cop cars are in park. Um, So anyway, uh, don't know why they didn't use like bigger trucks but anyway um then like hundreds more of these 
cars, these like race cars pour out of this garage and we get all of our favorite characters <laughs> driving these cars. We got Slapjack, we got Orange Julius, we got Suki and Luda, and we find out they're driving Brian and Roman's car, uh, Mitsubishi's, but that doesn't come up yet. Yeah. And we also got Suki's girls driving her pink. Uh, that probably should have been the sign. That's the little like, you know, yeah. heads up. Uh, Suki's, Suki Suki's not in the car. One of these other cars. Yeah, because what I noticed, I was like, does every every girl in this little crew have a pink car? And yeah. no, it was Suki's That's car. Suki. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we see the Mitsubishis pour out and mm-hmm. the cops go after them because those are the cars they've been chasing. But they got Suki and Luda in them when they pull mm-hmm. them over. Um, and they get caught and then they wave to customs and FBI. So apparently yeah. they're in on, <laughs> like they have more <laughs> communication with the FBI than Brian does. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Just in that wave. Um, so yeah, then we find out that Brian and Roman are in the challengers that they won. Oh um, man. And they got the money. Mm-hmm. They, they've got Carter's money. And Brian says, <laughs> Brian drops it again. How about them apples? Dude, we get it. You saw Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> You're five <laughs> years late to the party. <laughs> He's like, I love that Ben Affleck. I love that Ben Affleck, Pat Damon. Classic. Um, we get it. <laughs> so, And you're not from Boston, so why are you saying this? Uh, Markham thinks they're running again. Because mm-hmm. he always does. Roman uses an ejector seat on the bodyguard... Uh, the bodyguard without the mole. Which, um, what does he say, Joe? Oh, Ejecto Cito, cuz. <laughs> he kills this guy. Like, this? <laughs> this is his line he says before he's going to murder this guy. Ejecto Cito, cuz. Yeah, he, the door flies off, which. He no. unbuckles his seatbelt <laughs> and then he stays in the seat <laughs> as it gets ejected. Oh man! So yeah, he does uh, eject uh, ejector seat out the side of the car. Right, right, yeah. So that's what the the uh, extra nas was for. We mm-hmm. finally find out. Um, and then I have a big beef with what happens next. Okay. Uh, Brian and Roman are on these are talking on walkie talkies. Okay, yep. they could have been on Bluetooth headsets just as easy, but they're on walkie talkies. And Roman's basically like, yeah, I launched the bad guy out of my car. And Brian's like, <laughs> cool, I'm about to launch the bad guy out of my car. Then he while, pulls while he's he, sitting there. Then he pulls the fucking ejector. It's like on the end of a wire with a little red button on top. He's Jeopardy plain sight. <laughs> he's holding up this Jeopardy buzzer after he's like, all right, I'm going to eject my guy out of the car now. And he's just like holding it up. And the other guy's just, like, looking out the window, staring. (laughs) He's like, nice day, huh? It was so dumb. Um, Yeah, so Brian is going to eject the bodyguard with the mole. But then the bodyguard reveals that they're not going to the airport. And, yeah, who said anything about an airstrip? Brian's like, "Uh uh-oh, time to change up the plan. plan. Plan B for Brian. Uh, and then Brian tells Roman there's a new plan. Um, Carter's at his yacht, and Carter knows everything. He has uncovered everything like all good villains do. Which and, is good, because at this point, nobody else in the movie knows what's going on. Carter's yeah, the only one who has any idea. At least one of us does. Uh, and he points a shotgun directly at Monica's face. And what's her reaction? Smirk. She is smirking, yes. Always. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, there's bodyguard. Oh yeah, bodyguard with the mole drives Brian like ten feet away to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he but- like takes him around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is when brian decides he's gonna eject the bodyguard i don't understand why he didn't do that first like why did he let the bodyguard ever make it to the yard i guess to keep up appearances but like he has to know he's coming into a shitstorm here yeah he's gotta at least reduce one guy even if the the bodyguard's gotta like run back to the scene he's gotta reduce this figure by one because right now his plan is to protect ava mendez by getting killed like that's his plan right now yeah yeah, <laughs> like that, that that's the whole of it yeah and 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 carter's like i'm cool with that plan <laughs> like let's do that carter's like um, you know what? that actually fleshes well with my plan of killing you so perfect i'm glad we figured this out yeah that's um, sweet page brian drives him about 10 feet away to do the job and then brian's trying to get he's trying to eject the bodyguard it's not working um Roman has a plan, though. Thank God. He slams his car into an entirely separate car, <laughs> which distracts the bodyguard with the mole. And then Brian wrestles for the gun, but he can't get it out of his hands. Um, the bodyguard with the mole, f- oh, yeah, bodyguard with the mole fights like a bitch. He bites Brian's shoulder. <laughs> I, I wrote that down too. I was like, why is he biting him? <laughs> and then, because no one knows how to fight Jeff <laughs> in this movie. Well, no. No Twelve-year-olds. This movie is all... The first movie was all gorillas. This movie is all 12-year-olds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like baby gorillas. Just yeah. learning. Just figuring it out. Uh, Roman starts stomping him. <laughs> starts stomping the bad guy when they pull him out of the car. The bodyguard with the mole. Yeah. And real uh, office space fax machine. Body. Dude, I said that. It's in my notes. <laughs> Brian thinks this is a great idea. So he joins in the stomping. And then we get an office space. Weird office space shot where they're stomping this guy. And... And he even does, dude, Roman even, like, pulls him back and then yeah. lets in another stop. Like, yeah. Another just stop. amazing. So it's, like, almost a shot, like, like move for move office space shot. Roman also spits on this guy. So good. Um, so then they chase down the yacht. And uh, the plan here is they're going to follow him on the side road and they're going to crash, drive it off of a ramp, crash it into the yacht. Yes. Which would destroy the car and the yacht. Correct. 100%. <laughs> time for an explosion in an action movie. It's when you drill a Challenger going 100 miles per hour into a yacht. Yes. Or the I, I think my favorite part is the Challenger just stops instead of just crushing the boat, at least. Like, that boat should have been taking on water. Like, that boat should be seeking. Yeah. Uh, or or the challenger should have skipped off and into the water, <laughs> or everyone should be dead who's in the yacht, or yeah, or everyone in the challenger should be dead. One everyone of these things should have happened. None of them happened at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> um, none of that happens, of course. Uh, Roman says, "I think I broke my arm, man." That's about the extent of what happens here. Uh, yeah. Not even sure. Just, I think I broke my arm. I think I broke my arm, man. He's pissed about it. And I'm yeah. thinking, dude, you should be dead. You should be <laughs> right now. Um, there's a real anticlimactic Carter takedown. Yeah. Shoot him. That was really disappointing. It was, it was not great. Shoot him in the shoulder. He goes down. Even though he's got a shotgun. Like, he yeah. could destroy both of them. Um, but he doesn't. Customs shows up. They arrest Carter. Roman decides to give up three more bags of money. Mm-hmm. It also steals some of the money. So where's the redemption here? Well, he gives back three more. He gives back all six. He gives back all six of the bags, but steals money out of the bag. Correct. 
Which, before that happens, Joe, he broke his arm, okay? Yep. He broke his arm. He's got it. The 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 yep. EMT just, like, puts it in a sling and, like, pats it. And is like, that ought to do it. Broken Broke some dirt on it. Yeah. Broken <laughs> arm. Then he goes up to Ava Mendez. She shakes his hand and, like, holds onto his hand. Again, broken arm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> These people are just, like, flopping this broken arm around. And everybody's and like, yeah, like, it's fine. It's just, like... Like not even. Like, yeah, he's just, like, it's good, it's good. But yeah, then he gives back all the money minus some seed money to start a garage. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he that. told Brian, he's hungry, bruh. Oh damn, that was the last line of the movie. I wanted to get it. So first, Roman <laughs> haunts Carter. Yes, which is an indication that Carter may show up again in these movies. Yes, um, they very much foreshadow that he does not. Okay, well there you go. He's gone. Um, <laughs> they're like, he's, they're like this, this, this Carter guy. He might be back. No. Well, because Brian even says he'll get out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Brian, like, Brian knows nothing about anything apparently. They um, basically set up the like the end of the turtles, uh, turtles two, where Shredder's hand comes out of the, out of the 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 rubble to be like, oh, he's not gone. It's right. like that's what they set up, and then he never comes back. He's gone. Um, Brian and Monica go their separate ways because apparently Brian can't have a relationship last longer than an hour and forty five minutes. Nope. Falls now uh, in an hour and 45 minutes, and that's it. I have no idea who's showing up in the next movie, but presumably it's Sylvia Vergara, which is the one that I thought was the new Ava Mendez that I said in the last podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, and Patrick um, Patrick something, uh, the guy from Hard Candy, is like the new Cole Hauser. Anyway, um, and all these guys are retired now, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, Okay, so Roman and Brian are going to open a garage with the seed money they stole from the snake. And Brian says, we get the last two lines of the movie here, pockets ain't empty because, Roman says, and we ain't hungry no more either, bro. That's what it was, yeah. We ain't hungry no more either. (laughs) Everyone's laughing, having a good time. They're fist bumping. And then that leads into Bump It Up, kind of clever, by Joe Budden. And that's, you know, kind of a cool CGI credit scene follows with, like, all the cars in the movie racing each other. They're all CGI versions of themselves. And there's no bonus scene. And that's what we get. Yeah, I, I fast forward through the credits for a bonus scene because, like, oh, man, bonus scene and no bonus scene. No bonus Not at all. But all right. kind of a cool end CGI credits, I think. So, Joe. Okay. Thoughts on Too Fast, Too Furious? Um, as I said before, uh, easier movie to watch. Seems like it was more cohesive. Um, I could follow it easier. Uh, the actors, I don't think, are better, but it doesn't seem to matter. No. Um, because the movie doesn't take itself seriously. So that I think that's my takeaway from this thing. I would watch this movie 100 times out of 100 times if you put those two up against each other. Over Fast but, and Furious, yeah. But I don't want to watch either of these movies. Again. All right. All right, fair enough. I mean, that's, that's again, my dog. Um, that's kind of my assessment on it. Um, it's a fun movie. I really like Tyrese, um, but uh, yeah, not not a great movie. It's kind of a paint by numbers movie, and that's why I think it was so easy to follow. It's because we've seen this movie dozens mm-hmm. of times, and and the the, yeah. the only my big gripe with it is the whole thing hinges on him moving his money from one place to another. It's dirty money, but nothing is stolen. Yeah. Nothing. Right. I mean, if they they catch him, what are they sending him to jail on? Yeah, this this idea that he's never going to get out again. Yeah, like he hasn't done much here. 
Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna be out on bail in like two right. days. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's he's moving dirty money around, but it's like, couldn't they have just moved those bags one bag at a time? They didn't need to do all six at once. I guess they did kind of put him under the gun with Miami PD coming after him too, mm-hmm. but they could have this movie. Verone's plan doesn't make any sense. Carter Verone's plan doesn't make any sense. It makes less sense than the VHS D- getting rich off of VHS DVD combos. Like that no, and, makes more sense. Yeah, and remember, this is 2003. There are wire transfers by this point in time. Yes, it's kind of the same problem as the first one I had with the DVD VHS. The Cayman Islands exist. Swiss Swiss bank accounts exist. There are yeah. easier ways to do this. You don't have to move the physical cash necessarily. Correct. Um, put it in a bank. Correct. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I also put in my notes like there are times where this movie plays like a hour and forty five minute Miami Vice episode where yes. like cameras aren't that nice and like the way things are shot aren't nice, the dialogue is not that great, and it just kind of feels like TV that's going on for an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, I could see that. The only reason, yeah, the only thing I it's 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 TV but much bigger. Like when they do a uh, the same cast and crew of a TV show makes a movie. That's yeah. the same thing where it's just like the TV show, but bigger. Right. Like, yeah, this is a Miami Vice sort of deal. You're right. Yeah. Which so, could be worse. Okay, it could be Fast and the Furious one. <laughs> yes, it could be worse. All right, Joe. So next week we got Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift. Ooh, I wonder if Brian and Roman show up. Joe? <laughs> Joe? Joe. They put so much effort into building the relationship. They have to be there. Joe, they do not show up. (laughs) So we get a whole new set of characters. Oh, boy. In Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Well, at least they can't go super racist with stuff. Like, they can't. Sure, they won't. (laughs) Well, they can't single out anyone for, like, being a good drawer or really good at video games. Like, they all... Unless they're all playing video games the whole time. Like, what if, like, is it just them? What if Tokyo Drift is just, like, four Asian teenagers playing a racing game? <laughs> we're, like, behind them. It's like a Need for Speed live stream. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Twitch live stream. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. A lot of people think uh, Tokyo Drift is, like, the best of the early Fast and the Furious movies. But I cannot remember much from this movie. So well, that's I'm not saying much so far, but yeah, I'm not going, I'm going in almost blind, but it's, uh, it, it's very flashy. And <laughs> then, and then, uh, in three, we get to the universe opening up a little bit as I, as I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. Um, yeah. We start to meet some new characters who, uh, who play going forward. So, uh, yeah. So next week we will be back to talk, uh, fast and furious three Tokyo drift. I think that's what the official title is. It's yes, uh, colon Tokyo drift, the fast and the furious Tokyo drift. So no three in there, which by the way, amazing naming namings of these movies, the fast and the furious too fast, too furious, fast and furious, Tokyo drift, then just fast and furious. That's yep. what four is called. Just fast and furious. Yep. Then so, fast five. Fast Five, baby. And then then we get back to Fast and Furious 6 and then Furious 7. So they're Fast and Five, but they're Furious and 7. Then Hobbs and Shaw. And then F9, which has yeah, not come out yet. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it this far, please subscribe, rate, review. 
Uh, tell your friends. We'd love to have more people listening to this. We're pretty happy with the the, the numbers on the first one, but you know what would make us even happier is if those numbers went up going forward. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. For, Je- or for Joe, this is Jeff. You guys uh, stay fast, stay furious, and Crooked Cops, that's what I live for, breath. Take it easy, cuz. Pump it up, you came to get it drunk with a name of shit it drunk, you came to get it on. More than five old in your bank, then get it on. Roll up like that spank and get it on. Spank to fit it on, came to get it on. Hold up, she wanna work that, twerk that. Nope. Let me in, let me hurt that, murk that. Till you gotta hurt back. Can't spit it out, boo, you gotta slurp that. Can't cut her after we done, it wasn't worth that. So we am responsible for bringing dirt back. Can we back? Oh, she has the boss style and she